The Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rap Show podcast. Sticks away. Hello, podcasters. Chuck them over. Chickens, did I break something? No, I didn't. <laughs> Welcome. This is the Big Rab Show podcast. How are you all? Bit of a different introduction, but believe it or not, I've been sitting out here in what I affectionately call the Big Rab Show studio, and I've been battering on that drum pad now for the best part of an hour and a quarter. And it's about time I turf the sticks away and chat to you guys. I did come out here for a purpose and actually, you know, make an episode of the podcast. Instead, I'm surrounded with drumsticks and these things as well. Yeah, practice chanders. Get out of my road. Right. No more practice. Time to actually make a podcast. So, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who aren't aware, we are The Big Rab Show, and we are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it piping and drumming of a comp- competitive nature, or if it is, of course, Celtic music or folk music. Yes, if it's got bagpipes in it or around it or near it at all, then we are the show for you. So, with each and every episode, we chat all about our incredible instrument and the love of our music and its people, and that's exactly why we're here. If this is your first episode of The Big Rab Show, then where have you been? We've been doing this for years now, and as you can tell, we're well over 180 plus episodes now. So, yes, (laughs) we've got a huge back catalogue now. And if anything, I've been looking back over the back catalogue of episodes that we've had, and... uh, Man, that we absolutely cover everything in the bagpiping world. I don't think there's been anything we haven't talked about at this point. We're very nearly up on episode 200, which is just insane. I still can't get my head around that number. I thought 100, episode 100 was mad. But here we are, we're nearly at episode 200, which is just insane. So that's just around the corner, actually, so... We'll talk more about episode 200 as we get closer to it. But, uh, yeah, welcome to this week's episode. Now, believe it or not, we've had quite a busy week in the piping world. There's been all sorts of controversy and a little bit of drama and all of that. So we'll get to that in this week's piping news. Plus, we have some incredible interviews, actually, to bring you on this week's episode. This week, we're actually talking to, yeah, Inverarian District bass drummer, Mr. Fergus Bryce. So that's to come later in the show. Yes, so... For those of you who are asking um, about my own particular playing, that brings me into uh, Listener Mail this week. This week, and each and every week, we start each episode with Listener Mail. That email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. We actually got a number of questions from you guys asking, will we be running another beer tent event in the near future? Uh, that's a very good question, actually. We don't know. Now that we've had the beer tent event that's been running, well, that ran during uh, what would have been the World Championships, uh, 
We don't know. That took a serious amount of work. Honestly, the amount of time that was put into that, getting all of the incredible guests and performances and that all lined up. Uh, to answer all your questions, in fact, we did get quite a number of emails about that over the past week. Uh, we don't know. Uh, we do seem to see now that the Beer Tent event was a roaring success, and you guys really seem to enjoy it. Uh, so, <clears throat> don't know is the long and the short answer. It was a, a serious amount of work. Uh, yeah, if there is demand for it, I think you guys honestly did enjoy it, and that you would like another one. It certainly seems to be the case. So, but currently there are no plans to run another event of a similar nature. Uh, but you never know. Episode two hundred's around the corner, and we might have something up our sleeves for that one. So, hmm, I'll leave that there. Also, we got all sorts of emails in asking about my own personal playing, asking how my bagpiping is going and everything. And uh, yes, on last week's podcast, we read out an email uh, that talked about Andrew Shilliday and his uh, lack of telling me about injuring myself playing pipes. And the amount of people actually that came back saying that's absolute nonsense, that they've never heard of anyone injuring themselves playing pipes. And, uh, yeah, I've never heard of it either, if I'm honest. Uh, So, if I have to be honest, I think Andrew is an absolutely incredible tutor uh, because he has the patience of an absolute saint. Um, Believe it or not, I've been in this piping game for a long time and never lifted the chanter before. And here we are now. Andrew actually has me playing tunes and stuff, you know, to to quite a, a good degree. Even if I'm singing my own praises, although yeah, I'm still I still have my issues. Don't get me wrong. Crossing noises are the bane of my existence, and right now I'm going through uh, grips and tarluths and things like that. So I'm learning more technical stuff and little exercises that <clears throat> don't sound like much when you're playing through them all the time, but yeah, that I'm working my way up through the difficulty levels and tunes. Now I think I've learned kind of the standard kind of stuff I'm now I'm moving on to the big guns so yeah I have to say Andrew is an outstanding tutor and to everyone who has emailed in saying Andrew didn't tell you about that because it didn't exist and they've never heard of anyone getting a hernia or anything for you know playing pipes and so yeah I have to correct that on this week's podcast that was absolute nonsense and I think me laughing on that email in the first place kind of yeah, I think it was meant in a jokey fashion. It certainly wasn't serious nature, so there you go. So there you go. Shout out to Andrew. So for the, those people, actually, who have been asking about my playing, if you are interested, <clears throat> I've been uploading little clips and stuff of me actually trying to struggle and play pipes on TikTok, believe it or not. Yeah, I've been talking about TikTok for a little while, that little app and stuff. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't understand that app at all. I don't really get the whole thing. All I really know is that the longest clip that you'll get on there is 60 seconds, and uh, some of the content on there is really quite racy as well. Mm. Uh, but also really hilarious, some some of the little skits and stuff. But also, the guys from the Up to the Line Pipe Band podcast have a TikTok account, and those guys have been doing you know little instructional videos recently about how to play the scale on the chanter. I think they're on the G Grace notes now. and uh, So yeah, go and check out the Up to the Line guys. Yeah, definitely worth looking at because, yep, they've been quite busy over there on TikTok for you piping fans. Uh, But also, Kerr McQuillan as well from Boghall has now opened a TikTok account. And, yeah, he's been playing some real blistering runs. Now, he's been playing along with modern-day hip-hop music and stuff like that. And, wow. Yeah, so Kerr McQuillan on TikTok is really well worth checking out. And, yeah, so for those of you who are nosy enough and you want to be, yeah 
clued up on how my actual playing is going and you actually want to hear something, then TikTok is where it is. Just search for me, Rob Lennox. You'll find me. I'm over there on TikTok and you can laugh, laugh and laugh at my misfortune uh, of trying to struggle and play pipes. Although, I have to admit, some clips are better than others and I've been looking back at my progress, if anything. It's been a good thing for me. I've been recording my practice sessions. Uh, you know, we talked about it on a previous podcast about the benefits of recording yourself and then listening back. And uh, I am my own worst critic and I hate listening to myself play at the moment. Honestly, I could pick out so many mistakes and things that I'm doing wrong. And But hey, I'm posting them up there on TikTok warts and all so you guys can laugh at them. I think the beauty of TikTok is that it's it's little short clips. You know, no sooner is it up there, but it's gone. You know, it disappears. So thank goodness. But yeah, if you are interested and you're particularly nosy and want to find out what exactly I've been up to, trying to wrangle a set of pipes, or even for that matter, I got the drum pad out this week and I was rattling my way through uh, Maggie Cameron, the Dothard set as well. So I've been learning that as well. So there you go. So yeah. TikTok, shameless plug for that. You can go and check that out if you want and if you're particularly interested. So, and if anything, there's quite a lot of piping content over there on TikTok. But I haven't really delved into it. You know, I just haven't had the time. Because I have been busy with all sorts of other radio stuff and that. Yeah, I've been dead busy actually over on our Fuse FM radio show. So for those of you actually who want to help support the show, uh, you can do. Like every other podcast out there, we have a Patreon page. Yes, you can go and find us on Patreon, The Big Rab Show. Now the reason why I'm mentioning it at this point is because everyone on Patreon has access to our weekly catch-up of our live Fuse FM Balamoney radio show. Now, this is broadcast live on Fuse every single week. And, yeah, you get a catch-up of it through our Patreon page. So if you do miss it live, you can actually listen back again through Patreon. You can download it and tick our two-hour live radio show with you and your MP3 player of choice. And, uh, yeah, this last while, actually, we've had some real killer shows over there on Fuse. Some real cracking episodes that a lot of work went into. Uh, this past week, actually, just yesterday, over there on Fuse, we uh, done a bit of a focus on solo bagpiping. And we talked about our favourite solo pipers and played some blistering performances. And I dare say we're going to revisit that again. Uh, So, yeah, some shows actually just really, really enjoy putting them together and pressing play on some incredible tracks. So, if you are interested, head along to Patreon. That's where they all live. Along with a load of other stuff over there on our Patreon page. Like exclusive behind-the-scenes interviews, um, episodes of Rab Show Plus. There's all sorts of great video content and things. Just go and check it out. The Big Rab Show on Patreon. Every click of support means the world to us and the Rab Show team, honestly. Uh, And yeah, plus you guys get tons of extra stuff for the privilege. So there you are. Alright. Also, don't forget to check out our ongoing promotions with the Pipers Dojo. When we're talking about learning bagpiping and all the rest, you can't look no further than the guys at the Pipers Dojo. We have two incredible offers ongoing with the guys at the Pipers Dojo. Go and check them out. TheBigRabShow.com forward slash dojo. And yeah, you guys know we have the 30 days of Dojo Premium where we drop the paywall and everything for just one dollar for 30 days which honestly guys is simply incredible after 30 days we know 
for a fact that you will have an improvement in your playing and that you'll want to continue with your subscribership over there at Piper's Dojo. So we'd actively encourage you to go and check that out. Also, uh, the learn to tune your bagpipes like a world champion. That package is still available on our website. We haven't removed it yet, but we will be in the near future. Uh, So that's still up there now. So if you would like to take advantage of that, we get a four video tuition series on how to tune your pipes like a world champion. And that's totally for free. All you have to do is check it out through your website. TheBigRabShow.com forward slash dojo. All right. That's all the shameless plugs in that out of the road. Let's get into some actual bagpiping news, shall we? Mm. Yeah, it's been a quite controversial week, especially in the southern hemisphere of our planet, uh, in Australia. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's been some quite juicy stories happening in Australia. Actually, just today, when I'm recording this, there was an announcement today that, unfortunately, the 2020 Australian Championships, the Nationals, have been cancelled. Yeah, they were originally scheduled to take part in April 2020, and then I think they were postponed and put off to April 2021. And then just today, I think they've made the announcement saying, nah, we've pulled the plug. Which is, yeah, for some people, it's kind of heartbreaking. A lot of bands were really hoping to get to the Nationals, and this would have been obviously quite a big occasion for them, because I think it would have been... Is it the the 60th one? I think I'm not entirely sure. I need to double check my facts on that one. But uh, yeah, a lot of people disappointed. Some people actually not too badly disappointed, saying that the venue itself for the Nationals weren't exactly a favourite of some bands, thinking that perhaps the infrastructure in the area might not have been totally up to scratch for a national championship. So yeah, some people seem to love this news. Some people really seem to hate it. Um, but I think for ourselves in the Rab Show, personally, to hear of a cancellation of any event at all, honestly, is not good news. And, you know, we want to see more events happening. But, of course, global pandemic. Thank you, COVID, carry on. So that's exactly what's happening at the moment. So, yeah, the 2020 Nationals in Australia have been cancelled. And we have no notification, really, about any kind of rescheduled date or anything uh, suffice to say, the announcement was just saying that the championship were cancelled. And that's it. So there you go. All right. Well, talking about Down Under in Australia, I have to mention one of the biggest news stories to drop from Australia. And that is, yeah, Chris Earl, the president of Pipe Bands Australia, resigned. Mm. Effective from September the 7th, Chris Earl notified the national councillors in a big meeting, and told them that he was stepping down. Now, if you look at the official press release from Pipe Bands Australia, it gives a bit of an achievement list for everything that Chris had accomplished during his time as president. And he'd been there since 2015. So, hmm... This was come as a bit of a mixed reaction. Whenever you look at the official press release from Pipe Bands Australia, it was a uh, Chris was awesome, Chris was brilliant, and it's sad to see him go. But we've seen some social media commentary saying that perhaps this is not all negative and can actually be a positive thing for Pipe Bands Australia. Because we do know ourselves here in the Big Rab Show, we've been reporting on some stories from Pipe Bands Australia, and it seemed to be that Chris Earl was at the centre of a lot of the controversy. So Chris Earl at the time, well, at the time, was acting president of Pipe Bands Australia. And uh, there was a lot of controversy at the time, especially around the whole thing about the city of Whitehorse and the suspension of members of that band. And, 
that was all sorts of messy. If you want to go back and listen to that, that's on a previous podcast from years ago. Uh, but, so we talked about the City of Whitehorse thing and all of that. That was very messy. But yeah, there's been all sorts of different legal wranglings. Pipe Bands Australia have had a difficult time this last while. And Chris Earle, uh, of course, being at the helm, obviously was caught in the middle of a lot of it. So... Yeah, I think for now, a lot of the different articles and stuff that was published about Chris Earle and his time at Pipe Bands Australia, he's been asked for comment and stuff by different websites like pipesanddrums.com, things like that. And so far, he's declined to comment. And I think as far as his resignation goes, some people say, yeah, it's not a surprise. He was in a real high-pressured place and... You know, they honestly just think it was a matter of time before Chris did hand in the notice. A lot of people, obviously, are sad to see him go, because obviously Chris did do quite a lot during his tenure at Pipe Bands Australia. He accomplished all sorts of things. Uh, so you can, all you have to do is read the official press release. I'm not going to read a list for you. Hashtag list. But, obviously, there are those out there who are really glad to see him gone. Now, ourselves in the Rab Show, of course, we do always have that catchphrase where you can draw your own conclusions. <clears throat> Read all the articles that are out there, plus you can have a look at the social media commentary and, again, draw your own conclusions. But there has been a bit of a running trend, if we're honest, and we're going to report this story as it is. And uh, Chris Earl was at the centre of quite a lot of controversial, you know, moments throughout Pipe Bands Australia and through his time since 2015 as president. Mm, I don't know. It's been a little bit up and down for Chris uh, as has his time as, as president. So, I don't know. It's a difficult one to gauge whether people think this is a positive thing or a negative thing for Pipe Bands Australia because it seems to be mixed. A lot of people seem to think that Yep, it's positive, great, great to see him go, perhaps we'll get someone new in, and I think that's what's happening right now, I think there has been meetings in that convened to actually, you know, start the ball rolling with picking a replacement. But then again, there is the other side of the coin where people say, well, you know, Chris done so well, and you know, he achieved all of these things for pipe bands in Australia, and he done incredibly well, and it's sad to see him go, so as far as the actual reason for him leaving and handing in his notice, that's up for speculation. Nobody really knows. It hasn't been officially confirmed, and I'll say that. There's been tons of rumour as to why he handed in his resignation at Pipe Bands Australia, but for now, there's nothing confirmed, there's nothing in black and white, especially nothing from Chris himself as to the reason why he stepped away from the role. But we are now left with Pipe Bands Australia having no president, and we're now waiting to see... Who will be the new president? Hmm. I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see on that front. But as soon as we know, we will let you guys know. And of course then, yeah, I don't know. The future's bright, hopefully, for Pipe Bands Australia. Because they can't get any more worse. The cancellation of their nationals, and now their president is gone. Whether the two stories are entangled, and I, I really don't know. I don't think so. Uh, but I know some people are making that link. But again, nothing in black and white. Moving on, I think, away from controversy and all <laughs> that's happening in poor old Pipe Bands Australia. Uh, oh, by the way, yeah, if anyone in Pipe Bands Australia is aware of any of the official announcements and stuff around the resignation and all of that, or even if you have any comments and stuff, I know a lot of you guys tune in t- to the podcast down under. So, yeah, drop us in an email. Let us know what's happening. Bigrabshow at gmail 
Ireland.com. You guys are thousands of miles away from sunny Northern Ireland, so sometimes it's difficult getting the news here. Uh, so, yeah, if you are in the know, then get in contact with us. Yeah. Okay, moving on. The National Piping Centre in sunny Glasgow made a little bit of... Uh, an announcement that really didn't go down too well. The National Piping Centre has closed its doors and will be laying off staff. Now, apparently, this is part of a large reduction in both its teaching and its commercial activities. And this is all due to the coronavirus pandemic. I can just about talk. Now, apparently, the Board of Directors and all had a meeting about the future of the National Piping Centre, and it was decided that this was the best course of action. So they're meeting with staff currently, and they're talking about redundancy packages and all of this kind of stuff. So... Guys, that's really heartbreaking news. Uh, just earlier in the week, actually, we talked about the restaurant. Uh, well, like we mentioned it on our few show last night. I can't remember. Uh, where we talked about the Piper's Trist restaurant, where they are currently going through you know, the half-price dining uh, deal that the government are subsidizing. Here in the UK, uh, they've encouraged the opening of bars, not bars, but restaurants and cafes, cafes and stuff where you can go and eat half price and the government will actually pay the other half of your meal and this is a way that the government are trying to encourage our economy to start moving again get people out start spending and yeah the piper's trust restaurant which is on the side of the national piping center in case you didn't know um so yeah the piping center is one place and then the piper's trust is right next door so it's an incredible restaurant i've had it myself quite a few times great place and, uh, yeah, they were offering half-price meals and everything, trying to encourage people to come and visit. Now, as far as I'm aware, the restaurant and the bar at the Piper's Trist and everything there is still operational. It's still going. Nothing's changed there. But as far as the National Piping Centre itself is concerned, that's where the changes are. So they're teaching staff and some of the guys who work in the museum and the shop as well, apparently. Yeah, we're going to see a cut in numbers. Now, this... Obviously, is bad news all round because the National Piping Centre, we feel, is a reflection on how things are going in the bagpiping world. Now, we do know a lot of piping businesses out there have taken a hit. I've already talk about, talked about the recession that we're currently in here in the UK. And a lot of companies here, especially in the UK, are really quite pressed you know a lot of suppliers a lot of manufacturers are really feeling the squeeze because people just basically aren't leaving their house or spending any money so difficult times so yeah that's yeah it's kind of difficult to read that news on the podcast this week about the national piping center and for all of those guys who are basically have their livelihoods under threat it's a real difficult time so yeah thoughts are with these guys not an easy time not an easy time at all hmm all right, I wanted to give a mention this week to The Clasp. Now, for those of you who follow The Clasp on social media, um, well, yeah, if, if you haven't been following them, then you really should, because this last while they've been uploading little video clips and stuff to their Facebook page specifically uh, of little lessons uh, that you can use to improve your technique. Now, these are completely free, just uploaded just for the crack, and you can go and check them out. Now, if anything, their little taster sessions uh, for what they have coming up is actually a weekend workshop starting on Friday the 2nd and Saturday the 3rd with some big names such as Wally McCallum. Yeah, Wally McCallum actually features in one of these videos from The Clasp and he actually shows you how to improve the technique for your E-Dublins. Now, my E-Dublins are shocking. I don't know what the crack is, but that ring finger on my left hand just does not want to move. So, Wally McCallum actually 
teaches us all little exercises and stuff and little tips to how to improve our e-doubling. So there you are. For your pipers out there who may be struggling with such a thing, then go and have a look. But also, as well as e-doublings, there's also so other wee exercises and stuff that it's on the CLASP social media page. Definitely worth checking out. Honestly, very, very useful. And it's great to see that they're just uploading stuff like that for free. So it's brilliant. So go and take advantage of it. Go and check it out now on their social media page on Facebook. Okay, this week I wanted to give a shout to Scott Wallace. Scott Wallace! Of course, of Indigenous Piping. Uh, Indigenous. Uh, we have featured Scott before, especially he was on the beer tent not too long ago. So Scott, good friend of the show, actually uploaded a little bit of a performance video of him in the house. And uh, yeah, if you read the description of the video, the way he describes it is... He's trying to get his stamina back. I think for the longest time he hasn't been playing. I think he said that on the show, actually, here in the Rab Show. And, um, yeah, he uploaded a a video of him playing through Charlie's Welcome. And then at the end of it, you actually see Scott actually going... (sighs) (laughs) You know, trying to build that stamina back up again. Now, don't get me wrong. His performance of Charlie's Welcome absolutely cracking it was fantastic and yeah so he's playing a full platinum reed setup with a gold chanter and everything uh from yeah g1 reeds just absolutely brilliant and the tone man was incredible so uh, yeah scott wallace building his stamina back up and getting back and playing again and yeah it's great to see so if you haven't checked that out we've shared it out of course on the rab show facebook page definitely worth listening to it's a cracking performance by scott thank you mate and also, I have to t- say about getting back and playing again and building stamina back up and everything. Myself, I've actually been hanging out with the guys at North Texas. We had a little bit of a Zoom uh, or a Facebook meeting thing there not too long ago. And we were talking about that very same thing. A lot of us actually, especially the drummers, you know, we haven't really lifted the sticks every day. Maybe every other day or maybe even once a week in some cases. A lot of us are just, yeah, lacking in the motivation because there isn't any competition to play for at the moment and we talked about it for a while and uh do you know what just meeting up and having the crack with your fellow bandmates honestly was worth its weight in gold so thanks to the guys at north texas it was class just to hang out with you guys again uh but it's something that i wanted to ask you on this week's podcast actually and we'll hopefully bring it to a future episode are you guys finding it difficult with motivation you know, lifting that practice chanter, does it fill you full of dread? Or in Scott Wallace's case, does lifting those pipes and trying to get yourself through a set, does that fill you with dread? You know, there is such a thing as called match fit. You do have to be physically fit in, other, in order to play a full set. You know, uh, you can't go from blowing pipes for two or three hours to blowing pipes like once every month. So, yeah, I'm be interested in that. I'm interested in your thoughts, guys, on motivation and what you guys are currently going through at the moment, whether, you know, you're just playing in the house and enjoying playing tunes in your kitchen or have you just turfed the pipes in the box and they've been under the bed now since March, since all of this lockdown started. Interested to know. Email me in, bigrabshow at gmail.com and we'll possibly look at this in future. You know, we'll talk about motivation or the lack of it thereof hmm okay now i have to mention this week i did give it a big warning on last week's podcast the shots and dykehead caledonia pipe band 
online solos, the entries are now closed. Now, I did warn you, the 31st of August was the deadline for everyone to get registered. Now, you guys who are registered for the solos, you now have until September 14th to get your videos into them. Now, yes, as you registered, I think um, all you guys should be aware of the rules and what all you have to do and present your performance. Uh, So you should already be aware of all of that. So, you have now until September 14th to get your videos in to Shots and Dykehead and take part in their online solo championship. Now, the guys at Shots have been announcing all along the way about all their associated sponsors, which is just incredible to see so many big companies getting involved in this event. It's absolutely brilliant. And also, they've been announcing their associated judges. And I have to say, some huge names are involved in this. So, yeah, in order to get your feedback from some of these incredible judges and all the rest, you had to have had your entries in by the 31st. So, if you haven't got your entry forms in, then you've missed the bus. There you are. You were warned on last week's podcast. (laughs) All right, well, let's move on to another topic, shall we? Now, we've been talking about this for quite a while on The Big Rab Show, about a brand new product. Yes, from Robbie McIsaac. It's called the Flux Blowpipe. Yes. Now, this thing is all sorts of interesting, and I've been talking about it now for a few episodes. And yes, finally, I managed to get in touch with the guy who created this incredible product. And he actually explains it all to us, tells it all about it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's just brilliant. I'll just shut my face. And at this point, I think we shall talk to Robbie all about this incredible new product. So, welcome to the show, Mr. Robbie McIsaac. Robbie, how are you, man? I'm well, mate, yourself. Okay. Keeping the best, thanks. Keeping the best. Now, uh, we have actually been talking about your exciting new product for a number of weeks now. And a lot of people have a lot of questions about this. But before we get into the actual product itself, we want to talk about you yourself, first of all. You are a player. You're a bagpiper. Isn't that right? Yeah, I'm indeed. I've been playing for 10 years. I started when I was nine. Um, and I got tuition through... Cameron Pipe Band to start off with and Gary Nimmo. So Gary Nimmo taught me from, from start and then I moved on to Chris Armstrong. I'd be getting taught by Chris Armstrong since I was ten up until up until present, you know. So it's it's been really good. So I used to do loads and loads of solos um, when I was younger. Uh, and I had a bit of good success in that, so it was really good. And then I've been playing with Scottish Power Pipe Band now for four or five years. I joined when I was 15, um, and now I'm 19, so it's flown in, but it's really good. There you go. So how are you finding playing with the guys at par? You guys have had quite an incredible run this last while. Yeah, yeah, incredible. It's a brilliant, brilliant team. It's all about the perfect performance for us, you know, all about making sure everyone's head's in the game um, and going for it and trying to basically strive for that perfect performance and break that glass ceiling. Um, but nah, power, absolutely incredible pipe band. It's always been my pipe band I've always wanted to be in, you know. So it's been an absolute dream playing with the guys for the past couple of years under an incredible system, incredible management. So couldn't be any happier in Scottish Power. Great stuff. And if anything, we're massive fans of the power. So yeah, it's great to have you on the show, mate. But yes, as much as we could talk about playing and bands all day, we have you here to talk about your new product. Now, th- this is called... The Flux Blowpipe. Can you tell us where did this all start? So the Flux Blowpipe, the name came from the Latin word for airflow. Um, so that's what flux means. 
But I came up with the idea when I was 14. Um, and I was always, I've always been an engineer. I studied engineering at university. Um, it's always been, kind of been in my, my upbringing. Um, so what happened was I came up with an idea um, to kind of reduce moisture. It's quite a strange thing. I never used to have problems with moisture. Um, but then one day I was competing at a Highland Games, and I think it was North Coast Highland Games, and all of a sudden I had ridiculous problems with moisture, and it never stopped from there. So it was just one moment I just started getting problems with moisture. Mm. I don't know what happened. The day before it was brand new, but I've always been really, really bad for moisture. So I thought I'll take my engineering skills and I'll put it into something that's never been done before. So I thought, first of all, let's think about other moisture control systems and what's bad about them. So obviously there's a lot of moisture control systems that are really good, but you need to have a synthetic bag. Um, yeah. Another thing is some of them restrict air or change of sound and they're quite heavy and quite quite an inconvenience, you know. So I thought, let's go for a blowpipe. Let's attack a blowpipe. Um, so what I'd done was went and got an old blowpipe and drilled it out. I had this idea, trying to fit crystals in it, basically. Um, and it worked. It worked very well. So... Throughout school, I was doing my studies. I let it sit in the back burner a bit, but I was always into the subject engineering. So I'd always go in and use the 3D printer and try and make prototypes and do all this in my spare time. Um, and from there, my engineering teacher at school suggested I went for this competition. It's called the MTA TDI Challenge. So what I'd done was I went and pitched the flux blowpipe to this panel down in England. Um, and from that, I won funding and the title of the UK's most innovative young engineer. Wow. So that is my my title as it stands. But that's how I've kind of started building the skills and and taking that and put it into a blowpipe. Now, the good thing about the flux blowpipe is I've got it here. The oh, good thing yeah. about the flux blowpipe is it looks identical to a standard blowpipe. You know, it's not intrusive in any, in any way, so it doesn't take away the traditional look. But the main thing is, is personally, I think it's the most effective moisture control system on the market. It's incredibly efficient. Uh, it doesn't restrict air, doesn't change the sound, and you can put it into any set of bagpipes. You can put it into a 200-year-old set of bagpipes, brand-new set of bagpipes. It's going to work. It's going to work very well at that. Um, so, that- Robbie, you, you actually have the, the blowpipe there in front of you. I know we're doing visual things on the radio now. But um, can I ask, you did mention that one of your prototypes has crystals in it. So, in my head, if you were to shake it, it'll sound like a salt cellar. Does so, this have crystals or that in it? It does indeed. Now, I can shake this one, and you can hear it t- a tiny, tiny, tiny wee bit. Yeah. Uh, through prototyping, and I've tried to reduce that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel if you pack it full enough, if you put enough crystals in it, it doesn't shake at all. And that's the way it should be. If I was ever going to play it, I wouldn't do it half-hearted, you know. I'd put as much as I can in, yeah. and it doesn't shake. You can barely hear it again. Um, I suppose that, that could always be a trade-off, um, but I've found it's, it's barely noticeable, and when you're playing your pipes especially, or marching, or any time like that, you cannot hear it. Um, and even at that, it's not a huge thing. Like, I would think this would have a massive bore on it to have room for the crystals and stuff. But it looks pretty much like your standard blowpipe there. With a normal blowpipe. This is, I've got the, another one here. This is the components. So you've got a standard, oh. the body of a blowpipe, but it's all borne out. So it's a massive, massive bore. Yeah. Um, and this is the bore that you blow down. So it just slots in. Um, and what happens is when you blow down the brass bore, basically stimulates the cooling and condensing of moisture. It's like when you blow on a cold window. 
um, nice. opposed to a hot table or something. It condenses the moisture and then it works through a difference in pressure. So what happens is the high pressure in the bore, um, all the moisture that's condensed, it's drawn out of the main airway mm-hmm. and into the outer chamber. Um, and that's just through natural physics. That's what happens. Um, and then when it's in the chamber, it's got a silica desk inside, just like the beads that you get with a normal moisture control system. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it absorbs the moisture. And from there, obviously, they're indicating. So they turn green when they're wet. And all you do is, I'd suggest, tipping them out, put them in the, the oven uh, or the microwave. You can do the microwave, but I'd suggest the oven. Um, putting them in the microwave or the oven, drying them until they turn orange. Um, and then you can reuse them again. So it's pretty sustainable. And then again, on, on top of that, all the parts of dishwasher safe. So it's a big thing with hygiene. Oh, wow. <laughs> Put it in the dishwasher and it'll be brand new again, you know, and that's the, that's the beauty of it. That's that. Well, a lot of systems can't say that, that you can just turf it in the dishwasher. And that, if anything now, Robbie, with COVID-19 and the pandemic and everything, this is a product I'm sure a lot of people would be interested in because we've spoke a lot about you know, droplets and all of this. So people are now looking at water trap systems, but this is something that seems to be so simple. Exactly. It's, that's the thing. It's through the, through the engineering of it. You've made it, I've tried to kind of bring my reputation as a young engineer to the bagpipe industry and try and revolutionize the instrument. So this is going to kind of revolutionize performance, but obviously revolutionize hygiene. Um, again, another kind of good aspect of it is it removes the moisture before it reaches the bag. Um, uh, so yeah. you've not any moisture particles kind of lingering in the bag and breathing mold or as such. So that's the main point of it, you know. And mm-hmm. there's not obviously a, a lot of study being done on the bagpipes and the safety of playing yet, although there is one being commissioned by the National Piping Centre, I believe. Um, but in theory, if you remove the moisture before it reaches the bag or remove the moisture at all before it comes out of the cavities of the bagpipes, you can yeah. continue with them. So I feel this is actually a revolutionary product in making it safe for pipe bands to play together again and pipers to play, which is absolutely incredible. That's what we all want. Well, exactly, mate. Yeah, and if anything, this is what drew me to this project in the first place, you know, because I was thinking, this is something really different and new here. So just yeah. to describe it to our audio listeners, there is like a little brass insert, which kind of looks like a pencil, kind of that kind of a shape of a tube with little holes all the way down it. And that gets inserted into the blowpipe and that's the main chamber for your breath to go out. Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. So it all comes as one system. It all comes assembled. Mm-hmm. Um, you should actually never really need to take this bore out. Um, you can, it sits in quite snugly. You can take it out if you wish. Um, but as long as the desk comes out before you put it in the dishwasher, um, I believe it's going to be really simple and really easy and effective to use there you go it's it really is fantastic you know i love innovation in the piping world and for the longest time there hasn't been much innovation when it comes to our instrument you know we've seen it in the drumming world you know you get new products new harnesses new shells but not much when it comes to the piping world you know um so a product like this could be revolutionary yeah so Robbie, for people who are interested in this and all the, I'm hopefully you know hope want to purchase it. Uh, where can they have a look at it? So right now it is available for pre-order, and hopefully we'll be shipping them out in three weeks. Um, there has been a little bit of a delay with one of the um, like in the process because of COVID, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a little bit probably two weeks behind schedule, um, 
but you can view it on the website and pre-order it. I'd suggest that to get the orders in, you know, yeah. um, be in high demand. Um, but at www.fluxsolutions.co.uk. Um, so that's where it can be pre-ordered. On top of that, where it's going to be, obviously I'd encourage everyone to shop locally and go to their local retailer. So in the next couple of weeks, there's going to be retailers announced um, all over the globe, um, which will be fantastic. So that's where you can go and have a look at it and, and stuff like this. So these are the will be announced soon. Um, but it's going to be very readily available for everyone to get their hands on, which is fantastic. Excellent stuff. So folks who are listening right now or even watching this video on YouTube right now, go and have a look at this product. Honestly, guys, this will change the game for bagpiping, especially now in 2020 with the, the global pandemic. Uh, so, Robbie, you mentioned like uh, incorporating it into some like ancient bagpipes that are two or 300 years old all the way through to the modern ones. Can you change the finish on them? You know, are they customizable in any way? Uh, in terms of, basically, in terms of customization, you can put your, your standard mouthpiece on it. It's a standard thread pitch. Anyone can put their own silver and ivory mouthpiece on it. It comes with a mouth, mouthpiece, but it's very flexible in terms of that. Um, in the future, I'm looking at releasing different colors um, so far and different kind of designs and stuff like that. But for now, once this grows arms and legs, We'll get it into the market. But in terms of, say, ancient bagpipes like Galician pipes and, and kind of things like this, yeah. that's obviously another market to tap into. Um, so that's definitely on the agenda um, because I feel everyone can benefit from this this product, you know. Oh, definitely, um, yeah. So that's, that's where it's going. So, Robbie, we are dead excited for this new product. Like I say, we've been talking about it now for weeks, and it's great just to hear about it from yourself personally. Uh, so every success, man, we, we wish you the best with this new product. Um, so will we see any more innovation when it comes to piping? Have you any other kind of things in the pipeline, pardon the pun? You will indeed. I'm, I'm here to stay, Rob, so there's going to be <laughs> innovation um, coming. Um, loads of stuff that's top secret at the moment, but... Loads of projects underway for the bagpipe world, but um, a big thing is the company. So um, I've kind of been gotten into business, business, and all. I've I've had competitions where I've got funding to, to basically bring the flux bowpipe to market. You know, um, so I want to take the the company onto different industries as well. So the wider musical instrument market, and also I want to um, hopefully go into the gas generation industry and do some innovation in there. So. Things coming for Flux Solutions as a, as a brand, you know. But um, for starters, we'll get the product out there in the bagpipe market. We'll show its work. We'll prove it works very well, um, and we'll see how it goes, you know. Because through testing, there's been over ten different versions of the Flux bowpipe. Um, All right, ten versions already, yeah. <laughs> so there's that's over five years of innovating the product and making it the best product it can be to take to the bagpipe market, you know. Because everyone wants the best quality. And now I believe it is the, the top quality product um, and it doubles the duration of playing. I think it doubles my playing time. Um, a lot of other people that have tested that have done the same. I think it's an, an incredibly efficient system. I'm excited to take it to the to the doorsteps of Pipers, you know. Oh, excellent. Robbie, that, that sounds amazing, man. And we'll be following the progress, no doubt, ourselves on the Rab Show. Yeah. So other than that, we wish you every success and hopefully we'll be catching up with you again in the near future to talk about your next project. Of course, sounds brilliant, Rob. Thank you very much for having me on. It was a pleasure to be here, and thanks for your time. Not at all. Thanks for chatting to us. All the best, Robbie. Good morning, Rob.
Ah, there you have it. Robbie McIsaac there. Honestly, guys, it is an incredible new product, and I just love innovation when it comes to the piping world. So I'm a huge fan of this, and yeah, I'll be intrigued to see if any bands actually pick up this product. Or if any of you guys out there already own one or are going to get one, then get in touch with me. Let, let me know, you know, what your thoughts are on it and stuff. You know, I honestly think it's an absolutely incredible product and one that really could revolutionize the piping world so honestly thank you to robbie for that incredible interview i'm dead interested in this product so yeah i'll be following its progress anyway moving on on our next news story i have to give a shout this week to wapol the western Australian police yes those guys were actually had helped a bit of an online and group practice this past weekend yes they had a group uh, guest player practice where everyone actually attended their band hall and all the rest, all socially distant and all the rest, but they had all of their visitor players in and it just looked awesome. So shout out to you guys. And also not just the WAP Hall, but also Brundisland or Brunt Island or however you want to pronounce it, Brundisland District Pipe Band, they also had a bit of a gathering, but it wasn't a band practice. But they had every member of the band there. Uh, So they basically just all met outdoors, all socially distant. And, yeah, just done a little bit of practice for M&D. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of bands don't actually practice their M&D. But Brundisland or Brunt Island or however you want to pronounce it. Yeah, they gathered outdoors and practiced a little bit of M&D thanks to their drum majors who were whipping them into shape this past weekend. So shout out to you guys uh, being, uh, well, number one, socially distant and safe and all that sort of stuff, but also just hanging out together again. I'm sure you were all great, you know, glad to see each other, you know? Yeah, so there you go. Shout out to you guys. Okay, another little news story. On September the 2nd, the date that I'm recording this... September 2nd marks the launch of Modern Piping's 20th book. What? Yeah, Modern Piping has now released 20 volumes of music, which is honestly, it's insane. I remember uh, talking about this incredible new venture from Lincoln Hilton called Modern Piping, MD Piping, and that you have to go and get it and subscribe to it. And here they are, they're 20 volumes in. Which is just insane. So, shout out to Lincoln and congratulations on Volume 20. Now, Volume 20, of course, has to be a big one. And, yeah, he does not disappoint. So, of course, they have tunes in here from Lincoln himself. But also, they have Chris Armstrong, Lauren McDougall, R.S. McDonald, Ross Ainsley, Xavier Bordeaux. My goodness, I don't know. It seems to be a who's who of the contemporary bagpiping world, all in one volume. Volume 20. So, 54 pages of absolute piping gold. You really need to go and check this out. So, yeah, shout out to mdpiping.com. Go and have a look at all their volumes, which are up there now, which you can... I think you can buy back issues if you're not already subscribed, but you can go now and subscribe to MD Piping and you'll get your issue of each volume when it launches. So there you are. Volume 20 is now out there and it's a cracker. So there you are. Shameless plug, but honestly, it's just brilliant to see all of these contemporary bagpiping composers getting the recognition and being included in such an incredible collection of tunes. So there you are. Go and check that out. MDPiping.com for volume 20. Okay, I have to give a mention this week to Wake and District Pipe Band. Go on, the Wake and District. 
If anything, I'm wearing a Wigan District hoodie as I'm recording this. Yeah, visual things on the radio. Uh, shout out to Wigan District. Uh, the reason why I'm giving them a shout this week is because um, their social media actually have been, has been quite incredible this last while. I don't know if Wigan District are feeling the lack of motivation thing that I was just talking about, but they've been uploading little motivational memes and stuff like that, like little. I think that's what they are, like little motivational like sayings and things to kind of encourage people and pull us all through difficult times. And one of them really caught my attention that they posted on the 31st of August, and it's one that I've kind of been going through my head this last while. Bands don't last because of the good times. They last because during the bad times, all the members come together and help pull each other through. Does not give you that feel-good feeling. So thank you to Awaken District. These guys have been, yeah, incredible on social media now for years. But, yeah, uploading these little motivational things, honestly, has created a bit of a stir online and is getting a lot of traction because a lot of people are feeling it out there. The lack of motivation, the missing of mates, the inability to play tunes together anymore. And, yeah, Waken District, honestly, are keeping us motivated and trying to buoy us up with these motivational things. Like, Don't worry about it, guys. We'll be back on the grass before you know it. It's kind of the same thing as what we're doing here on the Rab Show. So, there you are. If you're looking a bit of motivation or a bit of a pep, then go and check out Waken District's social media. <laughs> okay, next news story. I have to give a shout this week to a good friend of the show now, John Doe. John Doe! Legend. He actually appeared um, live on Facebook um, thanks to the website Tartan Tunes. And that was on the 30th of August. And John actually appeared on the show, had a bit of a chat and a yarn, and actually came on and started playing a few whistle tunes and stuff as well. So, yeah, shout out to John. Of course, from Inverarian District. Uh, John is an incredibly talented guy. I think we'll have to get him on the show here ourselves. Uh, so, yeah, that's to come in the future. Hopefully, we'll get catching up with John again. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to John and your appearance on Tartan Tunes on Facebook. It was just a great live show. So, for those of you interested and are a bit of a fan of John, you can go and have a watch back at that. So, that was on the 30th there on Tartan Tunes. Well worth catching up. Speaking of live performances, I did mention last week about Drums and Roses were going live. Yes, they were doing a bit of a fundraiser, I think, uh, to bring Craig Laurie's mother-in-law back home from Germany, where she's now currently living. So, yeah, I think by all accounts they managed to raise quite a bit of money, but I don't think they've quite hit their target yet. But the guys at Drums and Roses were live in their back garden, but the whole thing was filmed all on their social media accounts. So, guys, go and check that out. Drums and Roses on Facebook. And, of course, they have all the links up there where you can go and give your donation, even if it's a pound, 50p, whatever it is. Whatever you can afford, and they'll definitely you know be gladly received. So shout out to Drums and Roses. It was a great weekend's performance. Actually, shout out to you guys. That was really entertaining. So thank you very much for that. All right, moving on. I have to give a mention this week to Andrew Dye, Barg Barg Piper Extraordinaire. See my Australian accent's shocking. Andrew. Andrew Dye, Bagpiper, absolutely incredible. Now, what did he... Why am I giving him a shout this week? Well, he's affectionately known as Honey Boo Boo uh, from the other podcast. <laughs> Hashtag Chandler Rant. Uh, but yeah, he's been busy composing new tunes during this lockdown. I think he actually called it, is it a parmy evening or a parmy at the pub? 
I think. Yeah, so incredible tune that he's composed alongside Josh Chandler. So the two of them are up there now performing this new tune and uh, the full harmonies, the full works. It's just a cracker. If anything, I, I've listened to it a few times now and I could hear a band playing this as a, as a possible opener. You know, it has a great sway and a rhythm to it for the drum corps. Go and check it out. Go and have a look at Andrew Dye Bagpiper on social media. Of course, we've shared it out on the Rab Show page as well, if you haven't listened to it yet. It's a cracking tune. Uh, so shout out to Andrew and to Josh as well. You guys, obviously, real busy on the composing front. And, yeah, it just sounds class. So well done, guys. That was a cracking, cracking tune. Okay. Oh, here, I'm just reading my show notes, actually. And it says that they've wrote the tune back in 2018. What? You guys kept that tune quiet for all that time. Well, hey, they finally recorded it then. <laughs> Why'd they sit so long on it? That doesn't make any sense. That's a cracker of a tune. You should have released that a lot, lot earlier than that. Ah, oh, there you go. Well, shout out to Andrew anyway, and to Josh. <laughs> cracking, cracking set. All right, on to our next news story then. Of course, this past weekend, from the 27th to the 29th of August, just behind us, would have been the Kyle Games. Now, we did mention it on last week's podcast that they were going to be holding the Kyle Highland Gathering online, where you could actually tune in and watch a whole bunch of performances, interviews, all of that. It's all up there on the Kyle Highland Gathering social media. And guys, I have to be honest, I watched the entire thing. Every video as it dropped, I watched it, and it was just brilliant. Looking back at some of the old memories from previous Kyle games, very reminiscent, very, very cool. Uh, but also, there was a lot of new stuff. Like, a lot of artists you know, recorded specific performances just for Kyle. It was really, really fun. And I, if anything, I have to give a shout-out to the drum majors here in Northern Ireland. Go on, the drum majors! Yeah, because they had their own competition in a back garden. <laughs> And it was the best crack. So, yeah, shout out to the drum majors who put on that amazing competition. It was it seemed to be a lot of fun. And to Brian Wilson and everyone there involved in that, it's just absolutely brilliant. So, well done, everyone. So, yeah, if you haven't looked at any of that, then you really should. We've shared out a good majority of them, uh, but you can watch all of them through the Kyle Highland Gathering social media page. You can go back and watch them all. Speaking of videos, actually on the Big Rab Show YouTube channel, we launched a couple of videos over the course of the weekend. Of course, that guy was just chatting about John Do. Yep, John. His performances that he brought to the beer tent are now up there on the Rab Show YouTube channel, along with uh, Stephen Shedden, actually, in the British Drum Co. And a little plug and everything for the Axial drum line, that's up there now on the Rab Show YouTube channel. So if you aren't already subscribed over there on YouTube, then you really should be, because then you wouldn't have missed those. Hmm. Okay, I have to mention this week in the trad scene, Doska. Doska are back together again. And uh, it's been a while since the guys at Doska have been together and playing tunes. But not only are they back together again, but they're actually writing some new material. Yeah, so for those of you who are Doska fans, let's face it, who isn't? Of course, their bagpiper, James Harper, has just released a new album called Colzane, which is doing really well for him. So it's, I think it's a solo album, solo project by James, but Doska obviously being his main band and everything, along with the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Uh, so, yeah, it's just awesome to see Doska back together again and writing new material. This is like really, really exciting stuff. So, yeah, for Doska fans, just to let you know that hopefully they'll be heading back to a studio very soon so for some new releases. But just to let you know, 
They're back in business again and they're writing new material. And for those of you who haven't a clue who Doska are, then where have you been? Again, they're huge on the trad scene here in the UK. Maybe not internationally, but definitely worth looking at. Uh, just type it into your search engine of choice. D-O-S-C-A. Doska. And you will not be disappointed. They definitely get the big rap show seal of approval. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, now normally at this time of year, ourselves on the Big Rab Show, we would be getting ready for the Belfast International Tattoo. Now, of course, thanks to the global pandemic, we've already announced that that the Belfast International Tattoo won't be happening this year. But that's not to say that they're not busy. In fact, they're incredibly busy. They're already building towards next year's Belfast International Tattoo. And they made a couple of quite exciting announcements. They've announced that the senior drum major for next year will be Jason Price. Yeah, drum major with Favara. You guys know Jason very well. And of course, the senior lead drummer position will now be taken by Matthew Shaw. Yeah, there you are. So, there you go. In case any of you are interested, that's a couple of really exciting appointments there. Drum major and lead tipper. There you are. Also, the guys at the Belfast International Tattoo uh, will also be launching a podcast. Yes, now this is all sorts of interesting. The Belfast International Tattoo is a huge event that draws a massive audience. So, obviously, as soon as I heard the word podcast, I was like, Oh, yes, count me in. I can't wait to download this puppy. Now, I have yet to see it online. I don't know where it is. I've been searching for it, but can't find it. And apparently the first episode actually features the very beginning, the senior drum major, Brian Wilson, where he's going to be interviewed about, you know, future shows and plans that for up-and-coming tattoos. So I'm dead keen to hear this, but I haven't been able to find it yet. So rest assured, as soon as I find it, I will let you guys know and I will share the link out everywhere for all of you guys to download and check it out. So that's very exciting development for us podcast fans. Also, the Belfast International Tattoo have also launched a brand new YouTube channel. So, yeah, if you are interested, you can go and have a look at the brand new YouTube channel where they'll be uploading all sorts of clips and memories from previous shows. Definitely worth checking out. So a lot of things are happening currently at the Belfast International Tattoo. Yeah, it's crap that we can't meet this year and have such a blistering event as in previous years. But hey, you know, we'll have a podcast, a YouTube channel. They're putting people into roles of responsibilities now. So things are moving behind the scenes. So yeah, I cannot wait for next year's Belfast Tattoo. I'll just say that. It's a highlight of mine every year and I really miss it this year. So yeah. No tattoo podcast this year, I'm afraid, guys. But hopefully next year we'll be back in the SSA Arena in Belfast for another Belfast International Tattoo. Okay, moving on. I have to give a shout this week to Gatwick Caledonian Pipe Band. Yes, because they've actually made a bit of an announcement online uh, saying that they have made an, uh, yeah two new appointments. One of a pipe major and one of a lead tipper. Talk about some big changes. Yeah, so competing in Grade 4A, the... Gatwick Caledonian Pipes and Drums are making drastic changes with a brand new pipe major of Tom Curd and their new lead tipper, Andy McBride. 
Yeah. Now, of course, you guys will know that name of Tom Curd. He actually played with Shots before. He played with Dyko. So this guy obviously has a wealth of experience and then some. He also played with bands such as the City of London and the University of Bedfordshire Pipe Band. So definitely has a wealth of experience, which he will be bringing, of course, to the Gatwick Caledonian Pipes and Drums. Our pipe band, I should say. So, really excited, actually, to see what Tom and Andy bring to the guys there at Gatwick Caledonian. And we will definitely be following this with interest. Yeah. So, shout out to you guys at Gatwick Caledonian Pipe Band. Some very exciting new appointments there. Hmm. There you are. Okay. Well, I think with that one, I think that's pretty much it for the piping news this week. A lot of you guys out there, I'm sure, are shouting at your podcast player going, Ah, oh, but you didn't talk about this thing. And you never talked about the other thing. Well, if that's the case, and there's stuff that Rab got wrong, then email us in. Our email box is open, as always. You can email us in. BigRabShow at gmail.com Now, each and every week, at this point in the show, it's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. (laughs) It's time for the topic of the week. McClellan Bagpipes. From North American artisan bagpipe maker, Roddy McClellan. From Uist in Scotland, they adhere to the highest traditions of Scottish bagpipe making, using the finest materials, employing bespoke design and committing to constant innovation and evolution. Including exciting new products such as the Elevation Chanter, plus restoration work on vintage bagpipes for the next generation. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McClellan Bagpipes. Born in Scotland, made in the USA. LoneStarPiper.com Serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full line of bagpipes, including Henderson's and Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets and bespoke Highland wear, including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com Offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you with a full custom design from Andante Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. Lone Star Piper will also be distributing the latest Axial line from the British Drum Company. If you have any questions about any of the major brands they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. The British Drum Company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits and it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBA. The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade. Made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK, the build quality and attention to every detail is second to none. Contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing. Amazing. 
Hello, this is Scott Wood, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Yes, indeed. Time for Topic of the Week, and that cup of tea went down really well. In fact, far too well. Uh, it's now 45 minutes after I hit the pause button, and I've come back out of here and just realised, uh, yeah, I was doing a podcast. <laughs> Oh my word! I was just, I came out and sat in my chair and I thought, "What's that be blinky light there?" Oh, that's my recorder. I hit pause. That's right. So yeah, topic of the week time. Right. This week we're chatting to world champion bass drummer Mr. Fergus Bryce. Now we talked to Fergus before here on the show when we were talking about the tunes for the trust and the Ailey McLeod Memorial Trust, and the composer was Fergus. And we did mention to Fergus that perhaps it would be a great idea to get him back on the show sometime to talk about. Of course, his involvement with Inverary and lifting that world title, and basically just talking about bass drumming in general. For the longest time, ourselves in the Big Rab Show, we've been threatening to run another specialist episode all on bass drumming, but I think on this occasion, because we haven't had much bass drumming this season to draw on, we figured that we would just give you some interesting interviews with bass drummers instead, rather than bring them as, you know, separate specialist episodes. So we think, without further ado, yeah, let's bring Fergus onto the show and just find out what the crack is. Yes, welcome to the show, Mr. Fergus Bryce. How are you, Fergus? Hi there, how you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Well, welcome to the show. If anything, apologies, we should have had you on the show ages ago, man. <laughs> but I think because of World's Week and all the craziness, man, it's been insane. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, well, that's it. how has your World's Week been? Were you up to much during World's Week? Um, yeah, to be honest, I had a, quite a busy one, actually. Surprisingly, compared to, to most folk, this World's Week uh, ended up moving flat and such. So getting settled back in, having uh, just moved back from the Highlands for the second time back into Glasgow now. So settling down nicely and uh, just trying to get used to my surroundings again. They are, so enjoy your new home, mate. Yeah, <laughs> that wouldn't have been easy. <laughs> so can I just ask you then a few questions for people who don't know who you are? Do you want to introduce yourself first of all and, uh, you know, how you got involved in playing and all the rest? Uh, yeah, for sure. So um, I'm Fergus Bryce and I basically started, uh, my, oh, well, to start off, actually, I'm the bass drummer with Inverarian District Pipe Band. Woo! And, uh, yeah, so I started my journey with uh, playing in pipe bands uh, under the direction of Drew Caldwell at uh, Ross and Cromarty Pipes and Drum School up in the Highlands, which is a, a wee local band in Allness. Uh, for those that know it, I think championships, I can't remember what championship, but there was a championship held in Allness for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I started my journey there when I was 15 and a couple of years after joining that band, I ended up moving on into the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland, obviously under the direction of Alison McLaren and Davy Henderson and Davy Ross. Uh, enjoyed a good few years there. I've only just left recently, sadly, due to growing uni commitments. Um, <laughs> and from there on, I ended up uh, I ended up playing at Glasgow Police Pipe Band under David Henderson as well for two fantastic seasons which has then led me to do my last season there in 2019 with uh, Inverary and Pipe Band. There you are. So you've had quite a, a long history, I have to say, involved in piping and drumming. Um, yeah. ha- has it always been on the bass drum, Fergus? 
Every, yeah, everything's been on the bass drum so far, yeah. So has bass drumming really been your focus then from the outset? You wanted to master the instrument? Yeah, I think, you know, what kind of happened with it was I've always been a, a drum kit player and I started very young. Uh, my family ended up actually getting given uh, a drum kit as like a present from some very musical friends of ours. And I took to it immediately. I was about seven eight years old, I think, and just went straight to it and caused as much racket as I could. <laughs> it just it stuck with me from there that I wanted to do something with drums. And to be honest, I never quite found something I was really, really into with, with drumming until I was uh, kind of asked along to try out the bass drum at Ross and Cromarty, who had recently, um, I think their bass drummer had left the band or something and they, they asked me along when I was doing my, my National 5 music exams sort of time and it was Drew that overheard me playing and asked me down and I think after about two practices I knew that's what I wanted to stick at and, and do well with and it just became a, a a very strong passion from there on in and I've never been able to put the slicks down. So That's it and the rest is history as they say. Yeah. The rest is history. <laughs> So can I ask then about your time with the National Youth Pipe Band? Um, you were carrying the bass for those guys for quite a while. How did you find your experience with the National Youth Pipe Band? Awesome. Yeah, it was absolutely awesome. It's, it's a fantastic program. It, it did so much for me, and I think it, it, it does so much for all of the members, especially because it's such a a wide pool of people from all over the country. I think it was it was really quite key in my development, both as a player and as a person, really, because it gave me some very big goals to aspire to from a very young age when I joined the development band. And, you know, the, ne- the next goal is always there with it. You always want to move from the de- development into the senior, and then you're in the senior band and you're around people that play in grade one. And, you know, there's always that opportunity to progress within the youth band. Then obviously you've got your officers' roles, and the, I think yeah, it was it was fantastic for me, and it was just a brilliant experience. And I was it was a, a big shame that I've had to step away from it now. But you know, sometimes as to be expected, commitments like union stuff sometimes it just gets too much. But I would totally say that anyone that wants to go and do the youth, do um, get involved with the youth band, even should a hundred percent do it. Yeah. It was very uh, key. Yeah, totally. Well, if anything, us on the Rab Show are huge fans of the youth band, and we would actively push people that direction if they want to. If you ever thought about it, go and do it, I think, is the message. You'll never regret it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Fergus, we actually have some questions then about the first time you stepped into a grade one arena. That first time you stood in the middle of a circle of a grade one band. Yeah. What was that like? Um. It was quite a strange experience, actually. Um, you know, it was one of those ones where I'm sure a lot of people have had it where it was the lead up to going on to play was like the most nerve wracking thing ever. Because <laughs> for the first time, I just moved from playing at Ross and Cromarty, a brilliant wee band, but we, we only really had spectators wise was who had come with us and a few people that, you know, were hanging about and would come and have a quick listen. Yeah. To move from that to being stood in the middle of a grade one core, which was a new core at the time. So there was a lot of eyes came to, because Davey had taken over and it was a bit of a redevelopment of the, the Glasgow Police Pipe Band at the time. And it, it felt like awesome to be involved in that. But obviously it was very daunting for the first kind of hour or so of practice. 
but I think once I got onto the field and got playing, it was it was very it was very natural. It felt like it was I was meant to be there and, and involved in it. So yeah, it was a varied experience on the day at that. I'm British sure. Time. Yeah, a mixture of oh crap and a mixture of isn't this amazing? That kind of yeah, thing. Exactly yeah, exactly that. <laughs> that. That and it's fantastic. So yeah. <laughs> so can I ask then? Um, with taking over the reins of the bass drum at Inverary, you had, if you don't mind me saying, you had quite big shoes to fill because Mark yeah. was an incredible bass drummer. We've talked to him here in the podcast before, and it would be fair to say Mark certainly had his own style. Um, yeah. So whenever you were stepping into the shoes, so to speak, at Inverary, did you want to bring your own flavor to the role? Yeah, you know, as you said, Mark was like fantastic player and did amazing things and was such a key key thing for for Inverary and District as a band you know it's just there's a massive image to the the look of the band when you watch them play it was like one yeah. of the first things I got into is Mark's style and that was always a huge influence on, on me like one of the first people that I looked up to as a younger player was Mark and it was he just stood out because the sound was brilliant and the look of it was fantastic and it blended well and that's something that I really, that stuck with me. I actually ended up going for a lesson with Mark when I was maybe about like 16 years old or something. And he kind of taught me through all the arm movements and style things that I could be incorporating into my playing. And it really helped me kind of develop into what I wanted my style to look like, which I must say, it's it's pretty similar. A it lot is. of people think it's very, very similar. And it is, but I hope <laughs> my own flair, that's... That's obviously the goal is to to stand out and have my own flair too. As much as I take so much influence from people like Mark and um, Catherine Taws, for example, is another massive influence on my style. Yeah. So I'd like to keep on developing and make sure that I do some more things that are unique to me as well. That's something I have to say is really unique to the bass drumming world. That ability to create your own voice if you know what i mean like i can whenever i'm listening to inverary i can tell the difference between listening to mark and your own subtle touch if anything uh, you do have your own sound is that something you actively work on yeah for sure the sound to me is like obviously that's the, the number one most important thing and i think there's there's a lot to be said for people coming up with their own touch on the bass drum because there's, again, so many fantastic players that just have, like, you can't really pit them against each other because, you know, Chris Pollock, for example, has such a distinct sound, which, you know, yeah. was huge for the sound of FM. And in my opinion, I think, you know, and Robert Smith, who's there now, is also an absolutely fantastic player. But again, it's another unique sound. Yeah. And, find it hard to compare these players and I think it you know there's a a lot to be said for it it's fantastic the amount of different sounds that people are managing to come out with that are of the same high standard now so I, th I think it's like the absolute most important thing and my sound is something I want to continue to develop and make sure that it that I can move it along with kind of what I'm feeling and what I feel is the most appropriate thing and also what my influences are outside of pipe bands as well. I feel like it's important to draw on that too and treat it as a real instrument, you know? That's it. Exactly. Yeah. So with working on your sound and everything and bringing those influences in, you're also working alongside 
something of a legend in the piping world, Stephen McWhorter, yeah. you know? <laughs> wow. And if anything, what's it like working alongside with Stephen and the guys in the core? It's brilliant. Uh, I think it's, it's brilliant. Yeah, you know, I, there's just some, some great musical minds at work, which makes it very easy to, to come in and like establish your own style. Like I've, I've enjoyed that with it, the, the ability I've had to come in and be very much who I wanted to be sonically, I guess, yeah, you know, yeah. because everyone has that to, has that within the core, you know, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's they're, they're all brilliant to work with. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And if anything, the relationship seems to work because 2019 world champions not bad <laughs> it seems to work <laughs> so can i ask a very quick question now you did name drop a couple of influences there you mentioned chris pollock robert smith as well are there any like names in the bass drumming world that you look to and think wow that's kind of awesome um for me it's always been you know mark uh mark stark Catherine Taws, and yeah, I, th- I think I think that's my main my main two like standout ones for me, especially yeah. when I was growing up. You know, that was yeah, pretty that's much. It. So that they were kind of one of your main influences in your own playing, then Fergus. Yeah, but I'd say as well, Johnny Rowe to sound like the sound that Johnny Rowe gets. Oh. Of course, I have to to name drop that one too. That's a huge. Of yeah, and he's just a beast on the kit as well, which helps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> More of an influence now than than when I was was much younger as well. I've, I'm listening to a lot more that that Johnny did and trying to employ those subtleties that he works into his playing because there's I think there's a nice there's a a nice very quiet dynamic range that I'd like to explore a bit more that Johnny does extremely well, as you know from watching his playing. This very much focused on the subtleties which is nice yeah 100 percent. so fergus i need to ask you that we have a lot of people listening to the podcast who would be lifting the bass drum for the first time or maybe they've been playing for a number of years and they're just not getting into the groove of the playing um now a lot of people contact us and they say in my band the bass drum is the metronome and i can't do anything else other than keep the time do you know what i mean but for those bass drummers, have you any hints and tips and stuff to bring, how to bring their own kind of style to the instrument? Yeah, I think what really worked for me, like growing up as a player was, I mean, I spent a lot of time practicing in the house, like probably like far too much, <laughs> like <laughs> practicing in the house. And uh like one of the main things I actually did was like before I'd start any kind of practice, I'd, I still do it now where I'd probably spend about five to 10 minutes just kind of like noodling about in the drum and just trying to come up with new sounds and trying to figure out, you know, playing different parts of the drum where you wouldn't usually strike it, say right down the bottom near the lungs and, yeah. you know, playing up and trying to figure out all these different things. Um, and how these sounds were happening. And I think when I was doing that, it was quite easy for me to recognize those sounds like when I made mistakes when I was playing and I'd be very much more in tune with the drum myself. Like I'd feel more connected with the instrument. And I'd, I'd say that's probably one of the most important things is really get to know your instrument and not just fall into just 
practicing through scores and playing through the band tunes all the time. Like, take the time to just sit and have a, a mess around with it. Right. And, and experiments. And as you say, it's time spent with your instrument. You get to know it better. Yeah, I, I think that is the main thing. It's just the, t- the more time that you spend, the better. And obviously watching as many, um, you know, grade one, grade two players as you can and trying to look up to some people that you want to take some influence from. Well, that's it. Watching all of these amazing performances does help. We have said it before in the show. Just listen to everything, watch to everything. Do you do that yourself? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, maybe a wee bit less when I, but still all the time. <laughs> when I was younger, like, I don't think there would be, you know, months where I hadn't listened to anything except pipe bands, so. There you are. So you're just like myself then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, that's it, yeah. <laughs> Can I ask you then um, about equipment? We get a lot of questions always about the gear, you know, and especially Inverary being world champs, everybody wants to know what gear does Inverary use. So for yourself then, what gear do you use? Um, so obviously Andante drums. Um, and then for my harness, I just have the, the Jim Kilpatrick Randall May one with the back support, which has yeah. been lifesaver this year the back support <laughs> uh, and then sticks wise i use twisted thistle medalists nice supplied by the the great mike cole mm-hmm. fantastic stuff so skins and then are they by evans uh they're remos i think remos. i see Remos, yeah and are, I, th- I think now in bass drumming you have pre-damped heads as well as yours pre-damped or yeah yeah, yeah. pre-damped yeah. There you are. See, we're getting really nerdy into the detail here. <laughs> I, I don't like because I know I know some of those Remo heads come with like a double dampening ring. I don't know which this has. I think it might. I'm not not convinced. I've not seen the inside of the drum in a while, so <laughs> but I can't be too accurate. But it might be the ones with the two dampening rings. I'm not sure. There you go. And if anything, um, some listeners to the show have been asking about the grip on the stick. We've seen John from St Lawrence who barely holds on to the end yeah. of the sticks at the very edge of the, and they, I don't know how he does it but yourself yeah. where do you fall in the grip category pretty much the same as like the right hand of a snare drummer if I'm honest so you know mostly have the stick falling in between like that joint of my finger and mm-hmm. then just um, so that I've got a gap in there so that I like to have as much control over the stick with my, my fingers as possible, especially for rolls in like the slow area as such, because I find that I really, I like to have the ability to use all of my hand rather than, I don't like clamping down on the stick too much and having like no gap between the, my hand and the stick because mm. I find I get a lot more robotic movements, which obviously for some stuff is useful but for the most part i like to have my hand being able to open and close as much as possible that's it and possibly you could also get more dynamic range for more power and more subtle stuff as well yeah that's interesting yeah i definitely think the lower the volume the more i want my hands to be able to open and close then volumes maybe i'll grip down on it a wee bit more but not too much there you are so fergus then before i let you go man i have to ask you uh have you any tips for absolute beginners who've never lifted the bass drum before but thought, I might want to give that a go? And they strap the drum on and... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think 
especially for the like the young players, I think it would be find something that you're super interested in watching and watch as much of it as possible. It's always my number one bit of advice is that people watch as much for for just influence wise as they possibly can. And probably try not to practice for too long at once when you first start because you'll probably end up a bit fed up with it. Yeah. I think sometimes for beginners as well because you know it's a, a one tone instrument, you know. So sometimes it can be one of those things where people get a wee bit bored with it if they put too much in at the very start. So yeah. I think watch as much as possible. Don't do too long extensive practice sessions and also what I was saying before about just having a bit of a mess around and figuring out how to make all the sounds and try and come up with things that are a bit more fun to play that are just, you know, something a wee bit different, a wee bit more exciting. Get creative with it. There you go. And have that musical approach. Yeah. As you say, experiment and just have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. So can I ask then um, about Inverary and you being, if you don't mind me saying, you're kind of the meat in the sandwich <laughs> between <laughs> the snare line and the pipe core. Uh, do you ever find yourself kind of fighting more on one side or the other? Do you know what I mean? Nah, definitely not. I do, I've not had that experience in the band at all yet. It's all been, it's all flown together very nicely and it's, it's a very enjoyable band to be a bass drummer in because I just have so much space to do, you know, my thing. Yeah, and just I uh, musically be free, yeah. Sorry, I just missed that. Sorry, what did you say? So I'm just uh, musically be free in the middle, yeah. Yeah, exactly, because everything's pretty well well gelled together. So it, it feels quite quite comfortable to be there on a bass drum for sure. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Well, if anything, we can't wait to see Inverary back again on the grass you guys have a concert actually coming up in glasgow next year how's work been going on for that then fergus um sorry traffic going by i just missed that again now, <laughs> no, you're okay i was just saying you guys have a big concert coming in glasgow next year uh how are you guys getting ready for that um i think at the minute everybody's just trying to get through all the music sat in the house get the yeah. work done that's basically the start of it and then uh I think we'll be hitting the hitting the ground running and really running for it as soon as we can get back to practices this year. And yeah, we're like super excited about it. It's my first time doing a, a world's concert. You know, it's just like awesome. I'm in, I'm in awe of the fact that I'm actually doing it. So it's going to be fantastic. And recommend people get their tickets bought. Exactly. Yeah. A, a plug yeah. is well deserved. Yeah. I think you're going to have to try and keep all of us away from this. This is going to be the event next year, if you don't mind me saying so. Yeah. <laughs> so Fergus, before I let you go then, I have some big rab show staples that I need to ask you before I let you out the door. Pineapple on pizza. Yes or no? I'm going to say I. What? Yeah, I think oh. it's as long as <laughs> on it as well well okay to kind of balance it out okay yeah. I, I can understand that um also um let me see what's your favorite cheese my favorite cheese yeah probably halloumi Ooh, we've had quite a few halloumis i haven't tried halloumi yet i'll have to give it a go oh man you need to get on that i think i should yeah definitely <laughs> 
So, Fergus, if anything, man, we want to wish you guys, uh, yourself personally and the rest of the guys in the band, the very best of luck uh, this incoming season. We can't wait to see you. Um, so for, for yourself personally then, what does the rest of the winter months hold for you? The winter months holds for me writing a dissertation. Oh, so, yeah, because yeah. you're in the middle of all of that, of course, as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's my, my fourth year of uni this year, so I've got some... Some project work to do. I need to come up with a, a recording project, something music-wise, which I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet, and then write a dissertation too. So it'll be a, a busy wee time. I'm sure, man. I'm sure it's a good luck with that too. Yeah. <laughs> so finishing uni and then going to the Glasgow Royal Concert Hall, that's going to be a big year for you, man. Yeah, it's going to be a good feeling. I can't wait for that to happen in that order. It's going to be fantastic. Obviously, it's going to be tough to be fitting in the practice in and around it, so I'm going to be, have to hermit myself effectively to get on with everything that I've got to do. But, yeah, it'll be fantastic. I can't wait for it. That's it. And if anything, mate, I will have a beer with you in the beer tent in Glasgow next year, for sure. For sure. Definitely. <laughs> So, Fergus, thanks so much for chatting to us. And like I say, pass on our best wishes to everyone else and we'll, we'll hopefully chat to you again. Yeah, brilliant. It was fantastic to be back on. Do well. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Ah, Fergus Price there. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you, Fergus, for taking the time to chat to us here on The Rab Show. And it's just a pleasure to have you on the show, mate. So, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thank you all so much for downloading this week. It's been... Uh, Quite an interesting week, I'm sure you'll agree, in the bagpiping world. And like I said at each and every episode, if there's anything that we've talked about on this week's episode that we've got wrong, or you think we should talk about more, or even if you have any suggestions for future topics or anything like that, email us in. That's the best way to get in contact with us. And you guys are the lifeblood of the show, and without you guys there is no show. So email us in, bigrabshow at gmail. Dot com. We always love hearing from you. Yep, so you can send us in a Facebook message and a tweet and all the rest, but the best place to get us is through our email. So bigrabshow at gmail.com. Don't forget as well to go and check out our website, thebigrabshow.com forward slash shop. There's a little shop icon on there now where you can go and pick up some Rab Show merch. And a lot of you guys actually have been picking it up. And uh, yeah, in fact, we have had to order new stock recently. So... Yeah, we ran out. We had to reorder again. So you may experience a little bit of a delay until we get restocked again. So apologies, folks. But honestly, we didn't expect the demand to be the way it was. Mm. That's my fault. (laughs) But I'm not a distributor. I don't know these things. I'm a podcaster, you know. So, yeah, go and check it out. Every sale over there on thebigrabshow.com really means the world to us because it does help support the show during such difficult times. And we've got some pretty sweet merch up there, to be honest. Water bottles, which are really popular. Uh, The bottle openers as well seem to be equally popular uh, because, yes, we've measured them. Yes, they do fit in a sparring. Yeah, they do and are very handy. And So, yeah, the bottle openers, the tiles as well, big Rabshow tiles. Rabshow face masks actually have been selling quite well as well. So there you go. If you do want to go and check it out, go and have a look. BigRabShow.com for all of your merch and stuff. And also, don't forget, help support us on Patreon. Be part of the Patreon faithful and get your mitts on tons of extra piping goodies. All right, guys, that's it for another episode. Uh, Sincerely, thank you for downloading this week and each and every week. And if you haven't already, please do subscribe. So each week when Rab uploads another one, you'll get a little... 
and you'll get a notification to let you know that Rab has uploaded another one. And yeah, tell your friends about our wee show. Let them know that we're over here talking about piping and drumming every week, you know? And that's exactly why we're here, to introduce our amazing instrument, our incredible music, and keeping our community connected during all of this difficult time. Until the next episode, guys, next week, we will see you all here again for another Big Rab Show podcast. Until then, all the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, including our two-time world champions, Inverarian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date on all the latest news and views from around the piping world. Plus, of course, check us out on Patreon and become part of the Patreon faithful. For just $5 a month, get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness. So until next week, folks, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>